Good morning, Radiant. And to all the moms out there, I'd love to wish you a happy Mother's Day. I know this Mother's Day is different than we've had before, but I wanna say, may your day be filled with grateful moments celebrating all the amazing mothers out there. This week, our family has been acknowledging all the many grateful moments that we've been able to have. As many of you have heard by now, last Friday, my husband, Pastor Jerome, gave us quite the scare. We were playing wiffle ball outside with our kids when Jerome fell to the ground with a sudden cardiac arrest. At first, we thought he was just being silly, laying on the ground after throwing the ball back to Manny, but quickly the gravity of the moment hit us all, and suddenly we were thrown into a storm we certainly were not anticipating. Everything around me seemed to both speed up and slow down all at once as a neighbor who just happened to be a nurse appeared and took over, paramedics were called, and I watched as they used a defibrillator on my husband. Then we were rushed to the hospital where, thanks to COVID-19, we sat on a bench in the ambulance bay to wait for news on how Jerome was doing and what in the world was going on. And it's amazing how quickly storms can slam into our lives, leaving us feeling defenseless and useless. And while not all of you can say you've been in that exact situation, I know we've all experienced storms of varying degrees, especially this year. We're currently in a global storm with COVID-19 that has many of us feeling defenseless and useless. Wedding plans are changing right and left. Suddenly, many of us find ourselves homeschooling our children. Schools are trying to figure out how to celebrate their graduates. Stores and restaurants closing their doors, some permanently and some praying that it's just for a season. Some of you are finding yourself jobless and trying to figure out how to just put one foot in front of the other. And we're all trying to gather our bearings saying, what in the world is going on? God, are you even seeing all of this? What do we do when that storm hits and it feels like the wind and the waves are unleashed on us, wearing us down and taking away our defenses? I know we all know that this isn't a new issue. We aren't the first ones to deal with this type of crisis or any type of crisis, but we still find ourselves asking, what do we do? So today let's turn to Luke 8.22 for some help with this. While you're turning, here's a little background. Jesus has been on a tour of nearby towns and villages, preaching and announcing the good news. They're out by the Sea of Galilee and he has just had a crazy long ministry day. So he suggests they go to the other side of the lake. What we know is the Sea of Galilee is actually a freshwater lake that's 13 miles long by about eight miles wide. The lake is um, subject to sudden storms because it's, it's situated kind of in a giant bowl. It's about 700 feet below sea level, surrounded by mountains. And cold air from way up high is sometimes known to sweep down the cliffs from the east and can whip those seas up in just a short amount of time. So this is where we find them. On the calm lake, Jesus and his followers in this day. Let's read. Luke 8, 22 through 25. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they got into a boat and started out. As they sailed across, Jesus settled down for a nap. But soon a fierce storm came down on the lake. The boat was filling with water and they were in real danger. The disciples went and woke him up shouting, Master, Master, we're going to drown. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and the raging waves. 
Suddenly the storm stopped and all was calm. Then he asked them, where is your faith? The disciples were terrified and amazed. Who is this man? They asked each other. When he gives a command, even the wind and the waves obey him. Sometimes it seems like the biggest moments in scripture take only a few verses to describe and leave us pausing saying, hang on, what just happened? Here Jesus says, let's go to the other side of the lake. They start out and then he falls asleep. I mean, he's sleeping so soundly that hurricane force winds, waves splashing over the side of the boat, the boat taking on water, none of that wakes him up. He must have been tired. When they finally wake him up, he's not even surprised about the storm. He simply stands up and with a word, calms everything. He doesn't freak out looking around saying, how'd this happen? Who let this storm in here? No, he calms the storm. He doesn't just make the wind stop though, because then the waves would just keep going until they died out. No, he told them both, be still. It's like when a parent walks into a room and kids are all going crazy and making this huge ruckus and all it takes is mom or dad to look in and say, enough, stop. And all of a sudden, every child stops and looks around knowing crazy time's over. That's how it was in that moment. Complete, utter, unexplainable calm. Peace. You know, I've read and reread this passage I've heard lots of stories about this throughout my lifetime. And this past week, during the storm raging around me, I returned here to find comfort. Jesus calmed the storm. Jesus calmed the storm. Jesus calmed the storm. I kept telling myself, but as I read through this passage, I felt God nudging me to see something I don't know if I had seen before. Look back at verse 22. One day Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. Being out there was Jesus' idea in the first place. It says he invited them into this situation. He led them to this point. I got to tell you, at first this kind of ticked me off. I mean, like, wow, Jesus, way to care about your disciples. I mean, come on, you could have at least given them a heads up that something was going to happen. But nope, you took a nap. This voyage across the lake had been undertaken at the express suggestion of Jesus. In unquestioning faith and obedience, they, they went along with him. And for the disciples, this must have made the coming of the storm all the harder to understand. And his relaxed attitude was very inexplicable to them. There's more than a hint of reproach in their words. Master, we're going to drown. Mark records this accounts as somebody saying, teacher, don't you care if we perish? I mean, why had he allowed them to enter such a situation? I found myself agreeing with the disciples here. Why am I here? Why is this happening? Don't you care if we drown? And then I saw it. The God who led them into that storm stayed with them in the storm, controlling the storm, revealing himself to them along the way. Isn't that what we see throughout scripture? Moses learned of I am during the greatest crisis of his life because God was revealing himself. 
the nation of Israel learned God's faithfulness when they wandered the desert. The disciples learned more of who Christ is during their dangerous trek in the water. And so it is for me and you today. The God who leads you into the storm stays with you in the storm, controlling the storm and revealing himself to you. You aren't left floundering in the water, defenseless and controlled by the elements. The elements are controlled by him. He hasn't left you. He's right there with you. Jesus didn't take them into the storm because he planned bad things for them. It wasn't like he wanted to hurt them. He wanted to show them who he is, to draw them closer to him, to focus their faith on him. Just like for you, the God who leads you into this storm stays with you in the storm, controlling the storm, and he's revealing himself. So what does this mean for us? What do you do when you find yourself in the midst of that storm, taking on water, being slapped around by 15-foot waves, struggling just to breathe? You listen to Jesus' question. He looked at them after calming everything and said, where's your faith? In essence, Jesus is saying, stop believing only what you see or what you hear or touch. Don't put your faith in your circumstances. Put your faith in Christ, the one who controls it all, the one who has a plan and can see the bigger picture. Up until this point, the disciples had seen Jesus as a holy man with a direct link to God. He taught with power, healed the sick, restored sight to the blind, raised the dead, turned water into the wine. I mean, he cast out demons. But now God, creator God in the flesh is revealed. They see Jesus as the son of God with authority over even nature. Creation itself has to listen to him. And Jesus knew just how they needed this revelation. And he knows just what we need as well. Put your faith in Christ. Number two, remind yourself who is in control. I have three questions you can ask in order to do this. Does God know your situation? Is your situation too big for God? Does God have good plans for you? As I sat in the ambulance bay, I went over and over these questions in my mind. They kind of became a grounding point for me, kind of my mantra so I could get through the time. And then again, when I finally went home that night, I reviewed these questions with my kids. And by that point, we had a better grasp of what was going on. There was, an even, there was even a situation where we were, while we were waiting for the paramedics to get there and we were think, all I could think was, Jerome has his medicine on his keychain. And so I said, find his keys. And my daughter is running around looking for his keys and she's terrified because she can't find them. And she's blaming herself for what's happening to her dad because she can't find his medicine. And then we found out it was a blood clot. And if we had given him that specific medicine, it could have been drastically worse for him. So when I brought this news to my daughter and I looked at her and I said, does God know your situation? 
she could say yes. And when I say, Does, is this situation too big for God? With tears rolling down her face, she could say no. And I said, baby, does God have good plans for you and for daddy? She realized his plans were not our plans. Our plans included finding the medicine and giving them to him. God's plan was to save his life and kept us from finding that. I could look at my kids and say, Daddy's going to be okay. God has good plans. The storm is terrifying, but we knew God had this. These questions help remind us who we're putting our faith in and that God was in control. The third thing to do is just rest in His plan. This past weekend was not what I had planned. <laughs> Never would I have thought, you know, here's a fun way to spend an evening. Let's go sit in the ambulance bay at St. Vincent Heart Center and wait for news about my husband. This year hasn't been one any of us have planned. I know we all joke about trying to find the reset button for 2020, but throughout all of this, I've seen God. I've been forced to press into Him more, to trust Him more. I was talking with my brother the other day and joking about how insane this year has been and said, maybe we should just unplug 2020 and try again. He said, I would second that, except for the fact that my chaos and storm has caused a significant game-changing shift in me, in my reliance on God and how I view my wife and my marriage. I would go through 10 times what I have and still am just to see things the way I see them now. These storms change us. The storms reveal God, but they show us that He's there the entire time. Resting in His plan recognizes that His plans are good, but they're not ours. Many times, just as with the disciples, those plans have less to do with my physical comfort and more to do with my spiritual growth and glorifying God. God is more concerned about the state of my heart than the state of my body. And that's not always easy to reconcile. But the God who leads you into the storm stays with you in the storm. And he's controlling the storm, revealing himself to you. You aren't simply being tossed willy-nilly in the wind and the waves all on your own. The more we remind ourselves who our faith is in, and rest in His plans, the more we see Him, the more we can trust Him. As I was preparing this week, I called a friend and we were speaking, and she pointed out that this story is less about the disciples and more about Christ. This is revealing God incarnate, the all-powerful Creator God, who not only raises the dead and heals the sick, but speaks to the wind and the waves and they have to obey. Jesus led them into a situation where they could see him more fully and their faith could be strengthened. When we rest in his plan and trust him and his power, we can go through our storms without fear and we keep our eyes looking to God, knowing that the God who leads us into the storm stays with us in the storm 
controlling the storm and revealing himself. Let's pray. God, these storms, they're hard. Knowing all of this information that we have, knowing that you're there with us, it makes it easier because we know that while I can't control this, I know you've got it. God, I pray for each person who is hearing this today. God, I pray that you would give them the strength to be able to look to you in the middle of their storm. God, I thank you for what you did last weekend and I thank you for what you're doing in the storms of the people listening today. God, you're moving throughout the world in the midst of this COVID storm. You're pointing people to you. God, I pray that you would be with us. I thank you that you never let us go. And I thank you that you're the one in control now and forever. We love you so much, Lord. Amen.